0: Welcome back to the Allergic to Grace podcast. I'm Victoria. And I'm Whitney. We're so glad you joined in to listen today. So if you would like to get notifications of our latest episodes and want to join us on our journey through Exodus, be sure to give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts. We are on most podcast platforms. Just search Allergic to Grace to find us. In today's episode, we're going to be going through chapters 9 through 11 of Exodus. But to pick up where we left off, let's quickly recap what we saw in chapter 6 through 8. So God promises deliverance of the Israelite people through Moses, and he tells Moses exactly what is about to take place. Moses takes this information to the people. However, they did not believe him because their spirit was broken due to their slavery. Because remember, Moses said all this before and they had hope, but their slavery just got worse. God compromises with Moses and lets his brother speak for him, but only on the command of Moses, who is commanded by God. Moses and his brother Aaron go before the Pharaoh and turn their rod into a snake, which the Pharaoh's magicians do the same, but God's serpent eats the magician's serpents. Pharaoh still doesn't believe Moses, and he will not let the people go, so we see the beginning of the plagues of Egypt from God. The first plague, we saw the turning of the Nile into blood. The second plague, we saw a ridiculous number of frogs. Third plague was gnats or lice, right? Yes. The fourth plague were flies. And at the end of all of these plagues, Pharaoh's heart was still hardened towards God and the Israelite people, and he would not let them go. So in chapter nine, we open with the continuation of the plagues.
1: We do. And they're not getting any lighter.
0: No, they're getting darker, I feel (laughs) like significantly darker. I did some research on these plagues because I feel like last episode I was woefully uneducated. Um, <laughs> I was just a little lost. I was awestruck by the, uh, the I ams still. Mm-hmm. And I got too dug down into that. But anyway, um, so I did some research on these plagues and I found some interesting tidbits I would like to share. Did you know that the first nine plagues, because the 10th plague is really all by itself. Yes. Like you can't really warp that into the nine plagues because it's so far beyond and traumatic and just yeah, everything aside from this. But the first nine of the plagues are grouped together in three groups of three. And after each of the three groups of three, the third one in those sets come without warning.
1: I did not notice that. And
0: we'll see it in our readings today. Mm-hmm. But like for example, the one um the gnats, they just they came without warning.
1: Yes, they did.
0: So we'll see. We'll see some more examples of that today. But I also wanted to find out if there were any extra biblical evidences of the plagues of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly enough, there is. And I say surprisingly enough because a lot of the time historical records don't have historical objectivity and that they are tell what exactly happened and how it happened like the bible is very unique in that it tells us truthfully and holistically and in an honest light basically Mm -hmm. it tells us everything that happened the good and the bad and the ugly for example like moses came from an incestuous line like why would they want to include that yeah. You know, lots family. Lots family, like all of that. Yeah. You know, and still more to come with just the he he was a murderer. Moses
1: was a murderer. He was like a why murderer. Would, yeah. why would they include Noah that? Noah was a drunk.
0: Like you know. Like, so, exactly. So, historic historical objectivity outside of the biblical context is actually kind of rare to find just because the kings and the rulers of this time would only want to share their good side. They don't want to share the losses. You don't you, you only hear from the winning side of wars, for example. Yeah. And a lot of times when people or kingdoms would go to bat and go to fight or go to war, the king that was the winner would make sure all of the records from that kingdom were wiped clean. Yeah. So nobody would have any record yep. of anything. Yeah. So like <laughs> One, the Bible is unique in the fact that we have a lot of records that date back to a really long time ago. And that it's true and honest. It doesn't have any preferred narrative. It doesn't being... hold anything back. Yes. The fact that we have an extra biblical evidence of the plagues is kind of rare. Two, it also explains away why we have no evidence of the Israelite people ever being oppressed by the Egyptians. Because why would the Pharaoh yeah, want to talk about it? Exactly. These plagues? That's what I was
1: gonna say. Because we talked about that previously yeah. like that's why there's no because why would he record that I,
0: especially I, how it ends so yep. um these 10 plagues were talked about in a poem it's it's a poem um that's called if you were a Papyrus. Okay. Ipuwer is the writer of the poem. Papyrus is just what it was written on. I
1: was you say? It sounds like paper. <laughs> it is.
0: That's papyrus is what the Egyptians used. Like remember? Yeah. Papyrus reads. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So papyrus was paper. Um, it dates to around 1400 BC, which is exactly around
1: the time of yes. the Exodus. Yes. So we're talking what about 46 years out from the Exodus? Yes. Roughly.
0: Well, like it dates around that time. Like the oldest copies of it date from around the 1400 BC, which is 1446, is when the exes actually yeah so about 46
1: years out from it nobody is roughly
0: yeah nobody is saying that these didn't take place at the same time like this isn't what they're talking about but the parallels that it talks about Mm. in these poems are
1: coincidental i think not
0: not. (laughs) no (laughs) Definitely I'm excited not. to hear it. So um, the copy of If you Were Papyrus or a copy of it, like the oldest running copy, uh-huh. actually sits in the Dutch history of museum, whatever. Okay. Natural, whatever. Yes. In Germany. No. Okay. No, that's not Somewhere right. Somewhere. Somewhere in Europe. So you okay. can actually go see it. It exists. Put it on the list. <laughs> right. So um, the author of this poem is writing to the Lord of all... Okay. Not God, not our God, because mind you, he's Egyptian. The Ipuwer is Egyptian. Okay. So it's not a plead with God and a repentance um, to its Egyptian. It's to its Egyptian deity saying that they let them down and they need to come and rectify the situation.
1: Okay. Well, we know that's not going to happen. But anyways, anyways, carry on. So are you going to read this poem?
0: <laughs> yes. I'm okay. going to go through. I'm going to go through a few excerpts from it, and then as we move through today, we'll talk about it a okay. little bit, too. So it recounts the first plague where it says, quote, in the Ip- Ipuer papyrus. I'm going to have to keep refer- I wrote it out phonetically <laughs>
1: for myself. <laughs> Every time you say Ipuer... Ipuer. It's I'm...
0: spelled weird. It's I-P-U-W-E-R. P-U. <laughs> uh-huh. Ipuwer papyrus. Okay. Um, anyway, so it says for the first plague the river is blood men shrink from taste yes men shrink from tasting human beings and their thirst after water this is our water that is our happiness what shall we do in respect thereof all is ruin Hmm. um we haven't gotten to the
1: fifth plague yet have we no that's the beginning of of yeah so
0: the the next few plagues, which are what the flies, the gnats, the frogs, and the frogs are kind of left out because there is no economical standpoint to it. Like it didn't really affect economically yeah. the, mm-hmm. the
1: nation or the yes. land or whatever. Yeah. So, it just afflicted the people themselves.
0: Yes. That's why that's why some people pose that it was left out of the Ipior papyrus. Which makes sense. But there's also two other points that the Ipior papyrus talks about that's not the plagues. But what happens after the Exodus or during the Exodus? I should say. Okay. Okay. So
1: we'll get there. Okay. Just know we're gonna we're gonna bring it up. Ooh yeah.
0: Because you know we don't need extra biblical evidence of the plagues, but I feel like some people do. Some people do. Some people
1: do. And so So,
0: that's why I like the case for Christ so much. I feel like that's why a lot of people like the case for Christ.
1: Something I've learned about in the last few years is biblical biblical archaeology. And I love it. Yes. Love it. Yes.
0: Because nothing that science can come up with or find refutes the Bible. Right. Because
1: who who created science? God. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. anyways. Okay. So we open chapter nine. We do. With the fifth plague. We do.
0: Which is the death of all Egyptian livestock. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Yep. So the Lord says to Moses, go into Pharaoh and say to him, thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, let my people go that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let them go and still hold them, behold, the hand of the Lord will fall with a very severe plague upon your livestock that are in the field, the horses, the donkeys, the camels, the herds and the flocks. But the Lord will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt so that nothing of all that belongs to the people of Israel shall die. And the Lord set, set a time saying tomorrow the Lord will do this thing in the land. Yet again, here we are. We have the second plague in the course of three, because mm-hmm. we're on the second set of three. We have the warning and the offer to repent, and
1: still he does nothing. No. So, um, and I think it's kind of interesting to note too here how you know in the previous plague, I forget which one exactly it was, but the but the magicians were like, if "By God's finger, you know." Yeah, the magicians. There is no like, denying uh, it. Like mm, this, you don't want to mess with this man, right? So. <clears throat> I forget where I heard it, but in one of the sources when I was doing research, they said, you know, the Pharaoh, the way the Egyptians did the history, of the Pharaoh said was, by my hand, I beat da-da-da. By my hand, I beat da-da-da yeah. and have conquered, you know, wherever yeah. greatness. And so by the Lord saying, by my hand, he's directly challenging Pharaoh. I just thought that was interesting.
0: I think he becomes, as in God becomes, more and more direct with Pharaoh. Yeah. In his like, Telling him what to do as the plagues progress. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So by challenging
0: him by saying that it doesn't exact, surprise me.
1: Exactly. And that's interesting. And two like keep in mind too Pharaoh remember at the beginning of the whole thing was like hm, I don't know this god guy that you speak of. Who is of, the word
0: so. you talk of like oh uh, mm. you gonna
1: find out. Right. <laughs> you mess around. Right. <laughs> right. Play stupid games. <laughs> Win stupid prizes <laughs> Pharaoh.
0: <laughs> Seriously. So
1: you get frogs
0: you get frogs seriously oh 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 that's what i wanted to say i completely forgot so you know how you were talking about how all of these plagues go directly against one of their egyptian gods yeah okay Mm -hmm. so the gnats and the flies they don't necessarily have a specific god for them them, Mm -hmm. but they're um the frog one was the frog goddess. You said that, yes. right? And yep. they weren't supposed to kill frogs. Right. Because Yet they thought they, they were sacred. Killed them all in piles. Right. <laughs> I well, God that was- killed them all. No, I know. And then they heaped them. Heaped them into piles. And I thought that was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Right. Like- um, <laughs> so the gnats and the flies. So the Egyptians centered around cleanliness. Hmm? And that was mm-hmm. part of their like rituals or whatever. So the lice and the flies are one unclean and two they could not sacrifice to their gods animals who had unclean skin who had lice so it stopped the sacrificial crap yes that they were doing with yeah their false gods. i
1: read about that and i totally forgot because i remember even learning in history class like in elementary school and in grade school and stuff that the egyptians considered themselves to be very clean people yeah. and you know i think i talked about in one of the previous episodes how like they would wear perfume yep. and they kept their hair really clean which is why it was important to note that a lot of them ended up shaving their heads over the whole lice thing yeah so yeah so that's they, funny one, I, they couldn't
0: gather for worship yep as a congregation and two they also could not make their sacrifices to their false gods because, because of the lice yeah so like god by sending the gnats and sending the flies stopped all of their paganistic rituals and yeah and, sa- two, and um worship
1: yeah and like you said going back to the whole unclean thing i mean how many times did he met ma- did they mention this the smell of the land mm-hmm. and, and the land stunk
0: nasty so <laughs> anyway so all of the livestocks Livestocks. All of the livestock <laughs> died. Um the Lord did this thing the next day, like he had said. Um, except, you know, the people of Israel's livestock didn't die.
1: Um, do you have a thing about the goddess? For this one? Yeah. Um, hold on, let me look. I was looking for something else. Yes, I do have about the god gods and goddesses. Okay. Go ahead then. Of so the de- the death of the livestock was a blow at the goddess, goddess and goddesses. I'm not going to pronounce their names right. And to be quite honest with you, I don't care because they're not real. <laughs> um, Hather and Apis. And they're depicted as cattle.
0: Yes. my I found that too. It was um, directly against the Egyptian god Hather. Yeah. Uh, who was thought to be the mother goddess, which was in the form of a cow. And that the cow was a sacred animal to them. Yeah. I think this was from Enduring Word. They also cited something that actually happened in history, which I think is actually mildly hilarious. It says, coal cities, an ancient record of battle the Egyptians lost because their enemies put a herd of cattle in front of their advancing troops. (laughs) Um, It worked because the Egyptian soldiers would not shoot at the opposing army for fear of accidentally killed what they considered to be sacred cattle. That is funny. They lost an entire battle because they they wouldn't kill a cow.
1: (laughs) I'm like free beef, man. Like,
0: <laughs> give me that filet
1: mignon. <laughs> <laughs> we having steak tonight.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, so yes. After all, the livestock died. I think it's absolutely hilarious that Pharaoh goes and sends somebody out to the Israelite people to make sure that their livestock actually died. Um, but he was
1: surprised to find that they're not. And that was another thing that I had noted was is remember even in the last episode the israelites are now they're not being afflicted by the plagues any longer not at all like he is very distinctly setting apart his people
0: yep i think it's just funny because like he didn't believe him that any of this was going to happen yeah prior to when it happened and then afterwards he's like actually go check and see if he was right because um maybe you should have believed him in the first place pharaoh right so anyway pharaoh hardened his heart and he did not let the people go. So we have our sixth plague. Mind you, this is the plague that is the third in the series of the second series, right? Yep. Boils. Ugh. Boils. It comes without warning. Here, I'm going to read it verbatim to let you know that it comes without warning. Do it. says the last verse of nine um, in this little passage, seven, and Pharaoh sent and behold, none of the livestock of Israel was dead, but the heart of Pharaoh was hardened and he did not let the people go. Verse eight says, and the Lord says to Moses and Aaron, take handfuls of soot from the kiln and let Moses throw them in the air in the sight of the Pharaoh, it shall become fine dust over all the land of Egypt and become boils breaking out in sores on man and beast throughout all of the land of Egypt. So they did that. They went in. Mind you, think about this for a second. We have these two guys coming in with handfuls of just like ash, of dirt, of basically, dirt, and they walk in and they just poof throw it up yeah. in the air and now all the people around you have boils and nastiness all over them yeah
1: like and i so one thing i want to point out You think you would be scared right at that point. like one thing i want to point out before we get too far into the boils is is that what i just think this is interesting because now you remember moses god got moses's attention by being a burning bush that wasn't
0: yeah it wasn't burning up it wasn't consumed yet. and
1: now he's using ash mm-hmm which is the opposite of what was happening with the burning bush to mm-hmm. so yet again bring on his will yep you know yep but so i was like boils boils so <laughs> we're not just talking about like oh i have a, a boil thing. yeah like it's a, like the word the hebrew word that was used is just like a general word for a sore so
0: the idea behind the ancient Hebrew
1: word for boil is to
0: burn. Yes. It has the idea of a swelling, painful skin inflammation. These painful boils affected people and animals.
1: And like you said about the cleanliness, mm-hmm. number one, I'm like, you know how sore you get. Like, I don't know. Say you burn your arm or your hand or something like if you're curling your hair or straightening your hair or like on hot water. How bad one, one little thing hurts or like how sore a pimple can get
0: i'm imagining like, like third degree burns yeah
1: i'm picturing like like the bed big- sores Ugh. like like the just just a generalized non-specific sore nasty like ew Ugh. ooziness like can you imagine like the rate of infection like especially with now all the deco like the decomposing frogs that are in the air like the flies that are still on the ground yes Ooh. ew <laughs>
0: Ooh, i also noticed something about the plagues um the first two involved water Mm -hmm. with the water yes the The second two involved the earth yep yeah and then the last of
1: them up until nine involved the air yeah so the 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 boils is where we is the first plague where we don't see it like coming from the earth it's I mean, they all came from from heaven. Yeah. But it's not coming from like an element, I guess you could say. say. So,
0: Yeah. Um, It's also the first plague that is affecting humans, as in their health is being risked and endangered. Mm. I also find it interesting that the Pharaoh himself was left out of this plague. Was he? He was. Because if you listen it says
1: oh. they're in
0: the sight of pharaoh they just threw up all of the soot it says they took it threw it in the air and it became boils breaking on sores on man and beast and the magicians could not stand before moses because yep. of the boils for the boils came upon magicians and upon all egyptians but the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he did not listen to them. And the Lord had spoken to Moses. You would think that if Pharaoh was actually afflicted, he would be begging to Moses to tell him to stop.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this just goes to, so first of all, I guess going back a little bit, this is, you know, uh, kick in the jaw to their health and wellness gods. There was three of them. I didn't even bother to write down their names. One of them is M. M Hot? Mm -hmm. Hot Yeah, there was like, there was three of them. The god of medicine. But two, I started listening to that lecture series, Exodus, by Dr. Jordan Jordan Peterson. Mm -hmm. And in there, they're talking about tyrants and tyranny and stuff. And they made a very valid point and that you pointed out specifically that this this plague did not afflict Pharaoh himself, but it afflicted all of his people and yep. all the things in his kingdom, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he still didn't care that tyrants, they don't care about their people. No, they, they don't, they had don't no compassion. care about their people. And so the fact that this happened and he still didn't care and he still didn't let the people go. I mean, really? Yeah.
0: I mean, this is also the first time that it's saying the Lord hardened his heart. Um, which again just means that he gave himself over to his own sin
1: exactly back his mercy exactly that was yeah Um, he it's showing that it's evidence of of the fact that pharaoh has free will is what it is yeah that he's making his own choices
0: yep he was carrying out his purpose god was carrying out his purpose through pharaoh and pharaoh was personally responsible for the actions that he committed yeah like 100 percent And really, the whole purpose of this, the whole purpose of the plagues, is so that the people of Israel, and Pharaoh in particular, would submit to God's will and repent of their sin. Exactly. And acknowledge him for who he is.
1: And we see time and time again, God is giving him the opportunity
0: to do so. And he's showing him who he is through the process. Mm -hmm.
1: Two for one.
0: (laughs) Bogo. (laughs) Um, Something about the ash that I found was kind of interesting. So the Egyptians had practiced human sacrifices in the high places um, and had grabbed foreigners for their sacrifices. Oh, good. But the Egyptian people oftentimes also used the Hebrew slaves for human sacrifice. Um, so they would take the ashes of the people and throw them into the wind after oh. these sacrifices. So there could be a parallel there. Yeah. Between the I'm ash sure. that comes with the boils. I'm sure. And what happened?
1: Because I read to a point that the Egyptian people are also guilty. They are. Which is why they're all being afflicted by this. It's not like Pharaoh's making bad choices and his people are just victim to it. Like, kind of like Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, The people were guilty. It wasn't just one or two people, you know? Oh, if you
0: think about it. So the Pharaoh mandated that all the male babies of this population be murdered. So you can imagine the bounties that were on these kids' heads and that the people were more than willing to invade and kill children. Now, we don't know if that actually happened. I'm just speculating here because human history. But Mm -hmm. yeah, they're more than a 100% guilty. They are the worshipers of false gods as well. So Mm -hmm. they're a 1,000% under the thumb of God and Mm -hmm. his judgment. Anyway, yes, the pharaoh is spared from this boils and pustules of pain. Count himself lucky for this one. Right? That was the end of the second set of plagues yeah we go into the seventh plague yep which is hail hail so the lord presents to pharaoh yet again and gives him a chance to repent um and he says no basically so he was like all right well for this time i will send all my plagues on you yourself so he's including the pharaoh in this one now And on your servants and your people so that you may know that there is none like me in all the earth.
1: Because Pharaoh doesn't know him. You don't know who I am? He doesn't know who God is.
0: You don't know who I am? Let me show you. Mm -hmm. Let me show you. (laughs) Let me show you the way. Right? Let me show you how you could have been cut off from the face of the earth. But yet you're not. Here, have some more of
1: my mercy. Seriously. I mean, and with this one, are you reading further? No, go ahead i was just gonna say and this one like he warns the pharaoh yeah bring your stuff inside because if it's not it's gonna die yep
0: it says but for this purpose i have raised you up to show you my power so that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth you are still exalting yourself against my people and will not let them go go behold about this time tomorrow i will cause a very heavy hail to fall such as never has been in Egypt. No oh my gosh. Behold, about this time tomorrow I will cause a very heavy hail to fall, such as never has been in Egypt from the day it was founded until now. Yeah. Then whosoever feared the Lord did as he commanded, basically. Yeah. And saved their saved their people, saved their livestock. Yeah.
1: So this plague was a knock on several of their Nut. gods. Multiple of them, yeah. I stopped writing down their names because not worth it. Um, but it was he, God, when I say he, I mean God, attacked the sky goddess, the crop, um, fertility god, and the storm god.
0: There was a st- okay,
1: so what's that? Like, there's a storm, okay, yes, <laughs> there's a god for everything. Mm-hmm. So, and I want to point out too, and maybe you have something on this, and if I'm jumping the gun, I'm sorry, but a lot of people have a problem with the fact that in in 9-6
0: Hold on, let me find it I'm
1: going way back in 9 in exodus 9-6 uh all the livestock were dead right mm. yeah and now in 9-20 we're bringing the livestock in but wait a minute i thought all the livestock were dead so oh i see i i also got caught up on that because i don't know i'm the type of person where like i also i don't question it but i want to be able to answer it should somebody challenge me
0: here's what i think because i didn't look into it
1: go ahead tell me what you think
0: um they made a distinction they made a distinction on the ones that would be plagued the horses the, the donkeys the camels the herds and the flocks so like i'm assuming it's everything else lived beyond that
1: so i mean yes and no so all whatever all the livestock but a lot of scholars think Uh that um two things happened that number one because god is breaking down egypt's economy Mm -hmm. starting with the nile like so the livestock was just the next step in that and if you don't have livestock then you don't have you know think about all the different things you need it for i mean not only food but like they probably use it to to like move stuff yes clothes everything so they probably brought it in from outside places but then also because they knew the israelites they probably took it from them they took it from them yeah now i know that there it doesn't say that in the bible but that's what a lot of scholars think happened makes sense and they think too like you said there's some that think you know that all was not all is not all but most yeah and so god then just went ahead and wiped out the rest (laughs)
0: yeah basically well, with this one except for the people who brought them in
1: yeah yeah that feared yeah. him. who listened basically who listened. yeah um and i just have i don't know i thought this was just interesting an interesting point about a literal i guess literal facts about the hail um and like i said i, I don't know i just like real life stuff oh wait I mean, crap
0: <laughs> going back to the fifth plague <laughs> 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 oh my. River, I just looked down at it and I was like, oh man. <laughs> reverse, reverse. So the fifth plague from the, oh gosh, how do you say it again? Ipure. 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 <laughs> I- from the Ipure <laughs> papyrus, it says, all animals, their hearts weep, cattle moan. Behold, cattle are left to stray and there is none to gather them together. From the fifth plague. They gone. The fifth plague. And now for the seventh plague. There's a lot of forsooths, and I don't understand what the word forsooths means. Hold on. Let me look it up.
1: In truth. Forsooth. F-O-R-S-O-O-T-H. Yeah. In truth. Indeed. In truth, Often indeed. used to imply contempt or doubt. So, for the
0: seventh one, it says, forsooth, gates, columns, and walls are consumed by fire. Lower Egypt weeps. The entire place is without its revenues. To it belong wheat and barley, geese and fish. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, more, but I feel like it goes with the eighth plague. Okay. More than the seventh.
1: Okay. So that again mentions the fact that we just talked about God's wiping out Egypt's economy. Oh, yeah. Like, um, so the hail, right? Yes. Um, Something interesting that I found, and keep in mind that how the size of the hail, that it must have had to have been to kill humans, animals, like wipe out the crops so that they couldn't be harvested marble-sized hail okay Mm -hmm. marble-sized hail falls at 20 miles per hour Mm -hmm. okay baseball-sized hail falls at 100 miles per hour
0: being hit by a baseball going 100 miles an hour would hurt
1: yeah so if it's killing people i mean not if because we know that it is but the size Mm -hmm. that would have had to have been like Mm -hmm. it's crazy ouch and also another thing I I thought that this was kind of, I don't know, interesting slash a little bit kind of funny, mm-hmm. ironic. We remember that, you know, back in the last last episode or the episode before, the Israelites now had to gather their own straw to make bricks, right? Yeah. The hail destroyed it. There's no more straw. There's no more straw for making bricks. I think throughout all of this, like,
0: we see God's humor. Like one hundred percent, see his humor. No,
1: no more, no more bricks. Like no more straw. He's destroyed it
0: because like he attacks every single one of their false gods mm-hmm. in in his ten plagues yep. or in his nine plagues. Yep. So like we one thousand percent see his sense of humor. He's mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, I see you and everything you've right? been doing. Like
1: mm-hmm. funny. Eat it's on like, this, it's like <laughs> funny but joking. Funny but seriously. This. <laughs> you're done yeah so yes the sky goddess yeah um and i think you know because it really affected what the barley and the flax i think so that Pharaoh kind of found solace or found peace or respite respite no (laughs) respite in the fact that he still had some crops left and so he was fine with what they had left well because that it
0: wasn't everything the cropping season
1: they still had some things exactly and i just thought too this was something interesting again kind of to give a little bit of like time context is they said i think where did i get this off of bible study wise bible Mm -hmm. wise uh huh. I think I know what you're talking about. Yes, um, that based on the state of the barley and the flax that it talks about, like you know, the ears were whatever it was, we can determine that it was probably between January and February. Yeah, that's what my. Study I just Bible thought that was says. really interesting. Yeah, I mean, not that again, just
0: the time real of life, year. Yeah,
1: context, which actually you know?
0: comes into play in chapter twelve. So that makes sense. Yes, when they talk about the year, the start oh, of the calendar yeah. year mm-hmm. for the Jewish people. Yes, yeah and it actually starts starts in march so yep. that makes complete sense yes um so the hail and the fire which is i'm assuming lightning yes thunder rain down to earth yep. and mind you this was an anomaly like think about how often it rained in the desert of egypt you know like yeah. it couldn't have been a often occurrence that you would have thunderstorms this big with hail the size of the
1: fact with yeah it was lightning that was striking things yeah in fact it was yeah it was a pretty intense storm needless to say
0: like striking walls and striking the thing in the papyrus says that the gates the columns and the walls are consumed by fire meaning that (laughs) The, the lightning was likely striking like buildings and gates and like things that were on the ground that yeah. belonged to the Egyptian people. Like if they were then, they were probably thinking that the wrath of God has come down to judge them. Yeah. As they should. Um, because it was. It was. So after this, the land of Goshen was left untouched, by the way. He separated again. his people yep. yet again. Um, so the Pharaoh sent and called Moses and Aaron and said to them, This time I have sinned. The Lord is in the right, and I and my people are in the wrong. Plead with the Lord, for there has been enough of God's thunder and hail. I will let you go, and you shall stay no longer. Lies. Right. Like, it sounds perfect. It sounds like a perfect confession of sin. But. He is not grieved by the sin itself, he's no. grieved by the consequences yeah, of his sin. I was going
1: to say by the direct action. Kind of like when you have somebody who's not sorry for what they did, they're sorry they got caught. Yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. Is what I think of. Exactly. Like it's inconveniencing him now. It's Notice how he did he did he say anything previously about the boils make it go away because mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't bothering him. Nope, right? Yep. But this time, oh, inconvenience to me i'm sorry please make it stop he said, i think he said the same thing about the frogs yeah and the lice
0: yeah i think so maybe mm-hmm. he's asked him a couple of times yeah but not like but he has never outwardly said it's me who i have sinned and my people like mm-hmm. he, i'm in the wrong the lord yeah. is in the right he's never said that and he didn't say that out of a honest truth heart he said that out of a heart that was grieved by his consequences of his sin a selfish
1: heart he was grieved by what he was being afflicted by himself exactly and it wasn't even for his people because when his people were afflicted and he was not he could have cared less Yep.
0: this confession of sin by the pharaoh is actually one of eight we see in scripture the confession of sin oh okay of people yes um five of which are insincere and three of which are sincere. okay okay i think i found that from enduring word Interesting. I was like, mm, we'll, we'll get to that in later verses, chapters. Mm-hmm. I think Moses is starting to see through the Pharaoh's crap and he's starting to decipher when to believe him and when not to believe him. So Moses says, but as for your servants, I do not. I know that you do not yet fear the Lord God. Uh so Moses went out from the city and the Pharaoh stretched his hand out to the Lord, and the thunder and the hail ceased, and the rain no longer poured upon the earth. So he was saying, You don't fear the Lord. I will go to him on your behalf to ask for this to stop, just so you have no excuse to say that it wasn't him, but the worst is still yet to come. Because mm-hmm. Moses knows that the firstborn has yeah, happened. Because
1: yet. he told them. Yes. He's starting God, to God he by he I mean God told him yep. what was gonna happen.
0: And he's also showing god's power his hand and his mercy to the people of egypt so in the end of things all the fingers are pointing to pharaoh yep and not
1: exactly moses and the Israelite people. exactly
0: because at the end of all of it moses is the one that let all of the things stop he came to god on their behalf and said please let exactly stop. yep and god stopped it so it's all for god's glory in the end do you have anything else before we move on to 10
1: nope number 10 the eighth plague the locusts the locusts
0: locusts yes um locusts are incredibly loud bugs
1: they're big they're huge first of all i had one
0: fly into my eye once uh, it
1: smacked me in the eye i I don't like bugs in general (laughs) i don't i hate them hate them so to hear something being described specifically when talking about insects or whatever for bug family they fall into described as being in swarms swarms no immediately no exactly (laughs) immediately no and if you kind of like with the flies never
0: drive through florida in late summer the love bugs are ridiculous they cover the cars they're in swarms like it's disgusting i
1: mean they're and it's talk okay let's just okay so the eighth plague locusts. Then the Lord said to Moses, go into Pharaoh, for I've hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I may show these signs of mine among them. So Moses went in to Pharaoh and said to him, thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, how long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go that they may serve me.
0: I love that verse. It's a good one. I love that verse. And it's, it's God directly telling directly telling the pharaoh exactly what his problem is you are exalting yourself above the lord your god and you have pride my dear friend throw it out the freaking window right i'm
1: gonna knock you down a few pegs (laughs) so then i think this next verse is kind of funny to me and i'll explain to you after i read it for if you refuse to let my people go behold tomorrow i will bring locusts into your country now the reason i think that is humorous is just because god is now using pharaoh's time frame that pharaoh requested i forget whenever he asked for one of the plagues to be reprieved he said tomorrow yeah right so now god's like okay well now tomorrow (laughs) so i i don't know i just thought it's kind of you have a little bit of time tomorrow is when this is going to happen yes and they shall cover the face of the land that no one can see the land and they shall eat what is left to you after the hail And they shall eat every tree of yours that grows in the field, and they shall fill your houses and the houses of all your servants and all the Egyptians, as neither your fathers nor your grandfathers have seen from the day they came on this earth to this day. Then he turned and went out from Pharaoh.
0: Yep. So the papyrus says on this, it says, forsooth grain has perished on every side, forsooth that has perished with which was yesterday seen, the land is left over to its weariness like the cutting of flax. Sounds like a bunch of bugs came in and ate it all to me. Yep. Sidon, what are you doing in here, man?
1: Come here. Okay, oh, I just woke up. So in the next verse, I'm sorry, were you ready to? Yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what I was talking about. My cat the... just appeared out from <laughs> my bed. It <laughs> It did. <laughs> It's white shadow <laughs> from the darkness. <laughs> um, you're talking about the papyrus. The
0: papyrus, yeah. It sounds like a bunch of bugs came in and ate all their
1: Yeah, everything that crops. was left over because there That's had been happened. this giant storm that destroyed everything before that. Yep. So then, you know, Moses and Aaron leave, and then Pharaoh's servant said to him, How long shall this man be a snare to us? Let the men go that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not yet understand that Egypt is ruined? So at this point, the people have had enough. Yep. They're so done. They are so done. They're like, enough is enough. Just let them go. Don't you see Egypt ruined? We don't have an economy. Like, even Pharaoh's servants understood
0: the assignment. (laughs) I like that. Right. Like, Like, they come on dude get your stuff together right. so now
1: it's like okay well did he really truly not see it and not believe or was it kind of just like he was trying to prove a point
0: getting to the heart of the matter mm-hmm. this is enduring word by the way god warned pharaoh to humble himself or the worst plague of locusts ever seen would come upon egypt pride was at the heart of pharaoh's problem
1: yep. he simply did not want to give in to god so he knew He knew. He just thought he and his gods were mightier and greater. Well, joke's on you, Pharaoh. So the locusts come and this is... Nope, the locusts don't come yet. Well, they come tomorrow. They
0: come tomorrow. But in the meantime, Pharaoh takes heed of his servants and he goes to Moses and he's just like, listen... I don't want this to
1: happen. The negotiation start. (laughs) Negotiation.
0: Who are you to know? 30 more minutes. He tried to bargain. He tried to bargain with Moses saying, okay, you can go, but you have to stay here and just the men, only the men
1: can go with you. Your women and children have to stay. Women, children, livestock, Livestock all have to stay.
0: Um, And I found this little comment. It was very good. I'm going to read it. It says, what Pharaoh wanted is what many of us want in the flesh a way to give in to god without fully submitting to him sometimes we look for a way to bargain with god as an equal instead of submitting to him as the creator and
1: lord he tried to bargain like who are you because mind you moses is being the mouth of god so he's he's bargaining with god God. like (laughs) pharaoh please Sir, oh. your joke. You're from the dirt, man. Who like, are you? You are just making yourself look like a butt. Who like, are you? Do you really think?
0: In the end of all of this, it was all for the glory of God so that everybody in all the land would know who he is and would exalt him because that was the whole purpose to spread the word of who he is. Not just to the Israelite people, but to the Egyptians as well. Yep. And all throughout the earth because, like, clearly.
1: Mm, it worked did we're still talking about the plagues hey right (laughs) doesn't he i can't remember if it's in this god basically says the wonders that i'm doing your children your grandchildren their grandchildren are going to be talking about this forever i think it's in the it might be in 12 i think it's in 12 at any rate so moses is like no nah, bro like we're all going or we're all going or the locusts are coming we're all going
0: and we're staying away forever um or this is happening
1: because we're gonna get it all or nothing moses already knew that
0: he already knew that this was going to continue until the firstborn came to pass Mm -hmm. so yep that's what happened yeah moses stretched out his staff over the land of egypt and the lord brought an east wind upon the land All that day and that night, when it was morning, the East One had brought the locusts. The locusts came up over all the land of Egypt and settled on the whole country of Egypt, such as a dense swarm of locusts had ever been before, nor ever will be again. They covered the face of the whole land so that the land was darkened, and they ate all the plants in the land and all the fruit of the trees that had the hail... Oh my gosh. That the hail had left. Correct. And a green thing remained... Neither tree nor plant of the field through all the land of Egypt. Correct. You reap what
1: you sow. That's right. Which is nothing. They're <laughs> so they're they're reaping nothing. Nothing. Um. This is also foreshadowing of what's to come next because oh, yeah. the locusts fill the sky and the ground and make it black.
0: Yep. So the Pharaoh hastily called Moses and Aaron and said, "I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now therefore, give my sin, forgive my sin, please." Only this once and plead with your Lord God (laughs) only to remove Uh, this death. I can't
1: with this guy. Is he
0: serious? He's serious. He's serious. And to be honest, he probably should be praying to God to forgive his sin and not talking to Moses. Well, uh, yeah. Does he know that? No, because Um, he doesn't know who God is.
1: I don't know who God is. This God guy, who is he? (laughs) I know not of him. He doesn't. Yes, you do. You're in denial.
0: He's everywhere, man. Look around you. Why are you coming to me?
1: Why why do you have bugs all over the place? You're so gross. (laughs) Right? So Moses goes to God on the Pharaoh's behalf. Um, The Lord sends a very strong west wind and not any of the locusts remained. They were all gone. Yep. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he did not
0: let the people of Israel
1: go. I think it's kind of interesting that he says and drove them into the Red Sea. Dun, dun, hint, hint. and also john the baptist ate locusts that's nasty
0: i mean i guess protein but like that's so nasty no thank
1: you no thank you he, he was an eccentric he's one of my favorites we'll get to him <laughs> He's one of my in about favorites. a year <laughs> right
0: but seriously okay so that was the end of no no just kidding just kidding there's another one. The night does the papyrus
1: say anything about the locust? Oh, we already did it. Not
0: the yes, the locust about the grain being gone and yes. all the stuff being gone. Um, yeah. So the ninth plague. Remember, it is the third of the third plague. It's the ninth plague. It is. It comes without warning. It does you get two strikes, man, and then you're you're in for a treat.
1: You're out. <laughs> it's not baseball. Third strike, you're out, buddy. Pharaoh, <laughs> you've had nine.
0: Seriously. So the ninth plague is darkness. So then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand towards heaven that there may be a darkness over the land of Egypt, a darkness to be felt.
1: Have you ever been in such a dark place that you yeah. feel it? I hate it. And I can tell you, even as a middle aged adult, I hate the dark. I'm afraid I hate it. Hate it. I want to tell you a story. So, you know, I dive, right? I scuba dive. Yes. Oh, this is perfect. Perfect Um, comparison and I'm ready for it. (laughs) Tell me. And I have only
0: felt the darkness on one of my dives. Like, okay, you can be in a dark place like physically and it'd be dark and you not feel the dark, you know? right? Yes. So I have been in a dark place once on a dive and I was at about a hundred feet. Okay. It was right after a hurricane. Mind you, the sea that day looked like glass. Like it was a lake. Like it was no surge, no waves, like no nothing. It was I'm perfect. I'm already scared. Right? And so I'm not getting in the water. We jump in and it was right after a hurricane had just hit the coast. So we weren't expecting to see much because all the sand and the stuff is just yeah. all up in the air or in the, in the water. Mm-hmm. And so we jump in. The water visibility is... Non existent, you could hold your hand up to your face like this close and still not be able to see
1: your hand. She was touching her face with her hand, by the way.
0: <laughs> um, so we go down, we have lights and things, but they don't
1: really all help all right. that much,
0: yeah. And the one that I had definitely didn't help at all. Um, but now. If you know nothing about scuba diving, diving at that depth can be dangerous. If you don't know what you're doing, um, you need to have weight on. And if you start floating up for some reason, like that's just, you're dead. Sounds like a popped lung. Um, yes. Perfect example. Good. Um, (laughs) good, (laughs) good. You're paying attention. (laughs) We go down and can't see anything. It's pitch black and I can't see my dive buddy who's in front of me. Now, mind you, we get down on the wreck the wreck sits at an angle
1: and this is what you're going to look at yeah we're okay. go- we dived the
0: wreck <laughs> i didn't look at it because i couldn't freaking see it anyway the the wreck sits on an angle it's a big boat and it sits on its side so like there's a big top point and then there's a bottom point yes and you could probably swim behind the boat to not be able to get into like the the surge that's going on with the current okay that day so we go down we hit the top of the boat And we sit there for a second. And mind you, the surge is so strong that it's going to rip my regulator out of my mouth if I don't hold it. Love that. Like you you have to sit there and like hold your face. Basically, Why are you in the water? (laughs) Get out. Listen, so we go on the backside of the boat to avoid the surge at the top and I lose my dive buddy. Nope. And I just I hit bottom, which is sits at about like 110. I hit bottom and I just stand there for a minute. There's no movement around me because I'm on the back end of this boat. I can't see anything. I'm at 110 feet down. And it's you feel yeah. the darkness. Yes. And I have a feeling that's what that felt like. Yeah. Your eyes are open. You can't see anything. And it's just void. Yeah. Of everything.
1: I mean, if there is not an indication that people have That we are created by God and are given supernatural abilities. Mm -hmm. Like the fact to feel something like that or something like this, the darkness is evidence right in front of your face. The
0: darkness that he's talking about here is him withdrawing himself from a situation, him withdrawing himself from his people, except for the Israelites, obviously. But like the darkness felt is the void of his absence like oh it's just it's so sad it is it's uh, so sad to think about yeah but anyway
1: that's um, what i had i
0: had um long story short with my dive story um my dive buddy found me and we were fine <laughs> in case you didn't notice <laughs> he almost did die though his weight belt fell off at uh, the freaking top listen, of I I, we're not getting in the water it was bad i would never go diving after a hurricane again no we're not doing it it was a little sketchy it was a learning experience <laughs>
1: for the egyptians too
0: clearly yes so, the feeling of the darkness yeah the void like
1: that and i think to a feeling that i associate with that because that's a, a whole feeling in itself mm-hmm. is hopelessness it's hopelessness it's hopelessness like
0: like when jesus said he is the light god is the light of our life and yeah. if he removes himself from that like what do you have to live for right
1: Right. And think about when God turned his back on Jesus when he was on the cross. Yeah. Right. We'll get there in the New Testament. It makes me New Testament. But um, to keep in mind that, I mean, number one, the Israelites, they have light. Yeah. This is not affecting them. They're fine.
0: They have light by either a supernatural power or that (laughs) literally God was like, okay, you can light candles, but the, the Egyptians, you can't.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that was one of the things that I had, I saw is is that people are like why didn't they just light torches they couldn't they couldn't they could not see um and even if they tried god was not allowing it he took himself away yeah from that whole situation yes and keep in mind too like the egyptians they have no idea that that they're going to be able to have light again at some point oh yeah because this lasted what
0: for three days
1: yeah so they probably think this is going to be how their life is now forever like
0: darkness fell over the earth for three days i just Hmm.
1: yeah it's like the light had gone out yeah yep Hmm. and how long hold on hold on yeah and how long was it between the crucifixion and the resurrection three days three days anyway the light had gone out right Hmm.
0: um there's a million parallels between these next couple chapters and jesus it's insane yeah
1: um and another thing too is is the egyptians like if they had a number 1 god like if they had like a it was their sun god exactly mm-hmm. the egyptians are known for worshipping the sun so this was like a where's where's your sun god now pharaoh seriously where is he at the dramatic show of greatness over the prominent egyptian
0: god ra thought to be the sun god yes mhm yep they were unable to produce light but the the children of israel had light in their dwellings <laughs> Imagine being like a next door neighbor to one of the Israelite people.
1: Or like you can't see anything and you look up and you can see a faint light in the distance. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. But could they see the light? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think it was just dark. Yeah.
0: The papyrus says something interesting. You want to know what it says? I
1: do not. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, I do. The land is without light. Oh. That's what it says. <laughs> Well, there you have it, folks. (laughs) Done. Thank you for that. And your wise words, (laughs) it pure. Yes.
0: Um, So that was the yes, no. Yes. Yes. No. The Pharaoh said to him, Moses, the Pharaoh said to him, get away from me. Take never to see my face again. For on the day you see my face, you shall die. Moses said, as you say, I will not see your face again.
1: As you wish, sir. You think this is my fault? (laughs) jokes on you buddy we're not done yet
0: yep so chapter 11 is kind of like the prelude to chapter 12 which is the final plague so the chapter 11 is all about the final plague being threatened um because the final plague does not come without sufficient warning
1: yeah exactly
0: sufficient warning to literally everybody so it starts the lord said to moses yet one more plague i will bring upon pharaoh and the And upon Egypt. Afterward he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will drive away completely. Speak now in the hearing of the people, that they ask every man of his neighbor and every woman of her neighbor for silver and gold jewelry. And the Lord gave the people favour in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. So
1: The people are so done with Pharaoh. They're over it. They've seen his work. Mm -hmm. They've had the three days of darkness. So they they fear God and they recognize Moses is a big part of how God is communicating to them. So they what's the word they respect him they highly regard him yes so when he says this to them and they and they go and they the hebrews or the israelites go and they ask them for this stuff i mean number one part of the reason they do it is because they respect moses Mm -hmm. and number two i mean obviously they're afraid and number three like think about like, yes, the Israelites were slaves and they were oppressed. You know how Joseph was like yes. Potiphar's house and he like ran the household, right? But he yeah. was still technically a servant. Yep. So I'm sure these household had these people, mm-hmm. right? And I'm sure that a lot of them were Israelites. And so I'm sure that they built these relationships. Likely, yeah. Because you're spending so much time with them. So Israelites were, I mean, yeah, they were off in Goshen, but they were also too intertwined within the Egyptian communities. And so Egyptians built these relationships with these Israelites. And now they're seeing how effective and how incredible God is yeah. their God, quote unquote, is, and so just out of respect for them because they're asking for it.
0: Yeah, my Bible says all four references to this event emphasize that Egypt gives gladly because of the Lord's intervention. Yes, his,
1: his mm-hmm. hand, his exactly his favor, and also this they're directly defying Pharaoh oh yeah because pharaoh's like he's not letting them go like Mm -hmm. he's not and again like they they're fed up they've had enough and so they're preparing them yep
0: they're gonna help prepare
1: them to leave
0: yep um the papyrus says something about this yes
1: i'm ready about the warning
0: about the jewelry okay it says gold and lapis lazuli silver and some other types of metals And bronze are fastened on the necks of female slaves further there's no the pillar of fire is next but that's in this as well yes that's what it said about the female slaves having necklaces and gold mm -hmm. and all of this precious metal that were given to the israelite people by the egyptians extra biblical evidence moses said to pharaoh i'm assuming thus says the lord at midnight About midnight, I will go out in the midst of Egypt and every firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of the Pharaoh who sits on his throne to even the firstborn of slave girl who is behind the hand mill and all the firstborn of the cattle. There shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there has never been nor ever will be again. But not a dog shall growl against any of my people of Israel, either man or beast, that you may know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. And all these your servants shall come down to me and bow down to me, saying, Get out, and you and all the people who follow you. (laughs) After that, I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in hot anger. I'm going to keep going. And then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you, that my wonders may be multiplied in the
1: land of Egypt. I know we briefly talked about this. So Moses is mad. Right. I'm sure for a plethora of regions, (laughs) regions, reasons, reasons, um, he's fed up with Pharaoh's games. Like he's had enough. Like you've said how many times now that you're going to let us go. You haven't done it. We're getting ready for the big, the big finale.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and he knows that this is going to happen. Like, I don't know if Pharaoh at this point is still, holding out some type of hope or thinking that this is not actually going to happen but Moses knows that this is going to happen and how much death that there's going to be. So I was doing some research and I read some things again I think it was on that Bible Study Wise or Bible Wise Study that Moses was mad because all this was preventable. Yeah. Because if Pharaoh would have just let I mean obviously God knew he wasn't going to. Moses knew he wasn't going to because he said he wasn't. But again, Pharaoh had free will. Yeah. And he could have let them go. And so he's mad. And so then God trying to comfort him, you know, is saying that, where is it? Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you, that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt, saying that, listen, he's not going to listen. This is going to happen, but I'm going to be glorified through all of this. Oh, yeah. I like how he said,
0: there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt as such there has never been nor ever will be like he specifically used the word cry as in Egypt made Israel cry in their suffering. Yep. Right. And so God usually relates spoil to spoil, Mm -hmm. right? Cry to cry, trick to trick. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Exactly. Trick to trick, especially in the, um, in the case of Jacob, for example. Yes. Like he tricked his, his father. He got tricked himself in the same way. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I just like yeah. that verbiage. And also,
1: too, keep in mind while we're talking about tit for tat that Egypt was they were killing their children. What do you mean? Egypt was ki- we're killing the Israelites. Ch- oh, yeah. So, yeah. And yep. it's also too like keep in mind, like the firstborn typically gets everything. Like, that's who the birthright goes to. That's mm-hmm. who... Was this male the and female babies? It was. Interesting. He did not... It was just the... Uh, the first I, goodbye, world. Was it the first... I were, was it female, too? Yeah. I believe... I don't remember off the top of my head, but I do believe it It does, it says that it does not distinguish between male and female.
0: Because technically, the firstborn, like, the title and the rights and, like, all that stuff would go to the firstborn son.
1: Right, right. But in this case you know too to drive the point home that yeah it was not let me see let's see but
0: see like at the same time i don't think that they would really care all that much if it were female babies being killed
1: i mean yeah but it would still be but i don't know because because egypt uh, had females i was gonna say they did because yeah and remember that the pharaoh pretty much let his daughter do what she wanted in taking in moses yeah so maybe um no it does not say and i think i read something about that too was is that this plague did not what's the word discriminate yeah it was both male and female mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that makes sense if i were egyptian in this time i would be dead goodbye that's why say goodbye world <laughs> <laughs> i would not
0: oh the verse about the none of the against none of the children of israel a dog shall move its growl or whatever yeah. blah, blah blah yes it's talking about specifically the people of israel we'll see exactly who's by whose hand god and pharaohs that all this came to be yes god is going to make sure that they know that a it was him and b it was because of pharaoh that he did all of that yeah
1: because god gave him how many chances nine yep because it ends then moses and aaron did all these did all these wonders before pharaoh and the lord hardened pharaoh's heart and he did not let the people of israel go out of his land rude the ultimate rude act i mean aside from murdering an innocent man for no reason other than the fact that you didn't like him telling the truth i'm talking about jesus oh anyway yes
0: there's so many rude things that happen in the bible (laughs) let's be real anyway anyway is that it oh my goodness that's it we are at we're teetering on the final plague we are which we what is gonna happen we know what's going to happen. The yeah, firstborn I know. of every house is going to die. Shut <laughs> up. We know
1: what's going to happen. We do. we do. We've been told since last episode We're going to open
0: the next episode with the final plague, doom and gloom, but it's going to end. In God's Nothing glory. Nothing but glory. Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm excited for the next story. You know,
0: I feel like sometimes churches and like people who proclaim the gospels don't want to talk about this, like the plagues of Egypt and like killing all the firstborns and like all this mess that God did to Egypt and thinking that the God of the new Testament is somehow different from the God of the old Testament.
1: The same God. It's the
0: same God. But in the end of it, we just, there was a reason they had a purpose. It was divine judgment.
1: Exactly. And we're, and we'll learn about that too later in this book. Like I will have mercy on who I will have mercy. I will choose who I choose. Like, you know, so
0: just the next couple of chapters, I just can't believe there's so many parallels between Moses and the Israelite people and Jesus himself and what happens in the coming days prior to the the last plague, right? And it just astonishes me that people don't believe that Jesus yeah. is Christ, How, yeah. you know? <laughs> anyway. Yes. That brings our episode to a close. It does. What was our favorite but verse? First, our
1: favorite verse was Exodus chapter 10, verse 3. So Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and said to him, thus says the Lord, the God of Hebrews, how long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go that they may serve me. I think that's such a good verse. It's, I,
0: yeah. It's a great question that we should ask ourselves every single day. Every single day. I was
1: say, It's still applicable. It's still applicable to life today. Yeah. Like very much so. Like if you're going through some struggle in
0: your life, if you're in a, if you're in a time of suffering, maybe we should ask ourselves, do we need to be humbled? <laughs> I need to be humbled. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Whitney. <laughs> These verses were speaking to me anyway. So on the next episode, we will be discussing Exodus chapters 12 through 14, and that will be up next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you've enjoyed the time we spent in God's word and we hope to see you next time. Thanks for listening.